Welcome to Heroes of the Hydean Way. This is a live play podcast that explores published adventures set in the Fantasy Flight Games RPG line. Currently, our story is dead in the water, and it can be found in the Star Wars Age of Rebellions GM's Kit. This is Act 2, Episode 11, and I'm Ben, the GM for this adventure. And I am Leslie. I play Kith, the enthusiastic Bothan, who's bound and determined to sabotage her enemies. Hi, I'm Chris, and I play... Mandalorian Motsu Ordo, the Mando Commando Force Warhorse, whose duty is combat victory. <laughs> if you're your own warhorse, I don't need to make you a, a <laughs> demon robot thing anymore. I I shouldn't have put myself to go after Chris. I, I can't I can't follow that up. I know, right? Yeah. Uh hi there everybody. I'm Christine. And I play Ematolomy, who is not <laughs> or a horse, or a commando, or a Mandalorian, or a force sensitive. She's just Mary Allen, who's currently suspended in the air by a big stunned robot. And uh, her duty is personnel. Brent plays TV 93, a sharpshooter and a slicer. My duty is enemy demoralization. I'm teamed with a madman. Please help me. <laughs> And to get to know our characters a little bit better, I'm wanting to ask TV the question of, right now, you're outside, looking around, you've got this blackened Nebulum B frigate below you, you've got the star field stretching out above you, and then you've got this black hole pretty much straight up as the Nebulum B is slowly drifting towards it. How is this sort of being processed by TV? The black hole calls to me. I won't deny it. It's everything I've ever wanted. But I've been programmed to do my duty. And I will do my duty. I will follow orders. I trudge on. So, I do want to get a quick recap of the last episode or so from Leslie or Kith. Previously on Heroes from the Hydean Way. Everything went nuts. Mayhem in the four hangar with dancing droids and Nima and Kith getting into a Y-Wing and then into space in a Y-Wing. Fortunately, we have Remy, our astromech buddy, and um, slight interesting circumstances. We made it into the next hangar where we see more load lifters, not dancing, our captain and our boss friend being loaded onto a shuttle. And so I shoot it. And that goes well. And and TJ, the thing's been taunting us, gets blasted, and it was awesome. And then Nima decided she was going to save her people, and she got stuck in a load lifter. That might have been partially my fault, because she was captured, and then I froze the load lifter. But that doesn't matter, because back in the four hangar bay, things are going even more crazy. Mantu is in a ship, trying to eject a droid, who is having none of it. So instead of being able to eject it, he twists the, 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 the ship in the middle of the hangar bay and tells TV to shoot it. And he does. But he doesn't kill the droid. He just knocks out its jet. So it gets launched out of the ship and hits another droid. And then there's another ship controlled by other droid. And the mechanics have apparently caught the madness. Does, does flagging oxygen drive you insane? It must. Because they just jumped on a ship. Because when does that seem like a good idea? But they get down after it crashed into the front the wall and fused the doors shut, causing Matu and Arya TV to go for a spacewalk to catch up with us. And none of it makes sense. 
How do you train people for this? Natural talent. At this point, I'm wanting to go back to the hangar. Must be it's, it's going to take TV and Matu a little bit of time to make their way across the hull. We have Kith, who is sitting in a Y-Wing cockpit that has just finished shooting these lifters and freezing Nima in place, dangling there. These ten or so protocol droids shove your boff friend up the ramp, and they're starting to come down the ramp towards Nima and Kith. The ramp itself is starting to close up, and it's at that point I'm sort of wanting to know what Kith and Nima are wanting to do. Did Raimi make it aboard? Oh, yes. Raimi was going off. Everything hinges on this. <laughs> kind of does. It's kind of sad. Kind of scary. I'm wanting to get one of you two to do a roll for Raimi. I am wanting you to get a cool check for the astromech going past the protocol droids. The other hand, this is Raimi, so... Um, he's already pretty darn cool, let's be honest. Well, he's already cool, but he's also, uh, shall we say, excitable. I, I've been thinking about Raimi f- since the last couple times, and it's just... He strikes me as sort of like this young, less than a year old dog. Like, just excitable. So, cool when he wants to be, but yeah, also squirrel. Okay. He only has a yellow and a green for his cool. On the other hand, the group is going to be distracted. So, he is going up against two red. Okay, so we've got a yellow and a green against two red is what you're saying? Can he have a boost since he is actually one of them? I would totally go with that, yes. Do we want to give him a force boost? Raimi is pretty cool. Laugh. Laugh long and loud and clear. If you think about spending a destiny point, the answer is usually spend the destiny point. It's spent. Two yellow, two red, one blue. All awesome. Please. I mean, if we roll one more despair triumph today, I don't know what I'm going to do. Some awesome. We got a success. And three threat. Remy does make it on there. Undetected, but what does a three threat do? Well, he was completely reprogrammed. What if it's one of those awkward moments where he comes up on this other astromech droid, the other astromech droid like totally knows him. It's like, hey, you know, <laughs> R4M1, where have you been? How was it on the other hangar, man? What are you doing here? Aren't you supposed to be, you know, elsewhere? No, it's it's three threats. That's Raimi's ex-girlfriend. <laughs> I can't believe you'd show up here on this deck. We already talked about it. I was going to stay on this side of the frigate, and you were going to stay on that side of the frigate. What are you doing here? Now here you are aboard my shuttle. <laughs> and Raimi's all like, yeah, that was totally not awesome of me droid that i totally recognize <laughs> next adventure i'm playing remy's girlfriend <laughs> <laughs> the passive aggressive uh, droid that leaves lots of notes i've got it all in <laughs> oh you did not just show up here <laughs> okay so while he made it on completely avoiding the attention of the other droids the astromech is very focused on him. So, sadly, Raimi's not going to be able to do the very classic of just sort of roll up behind the other astromech and juice him with the arc welder. 
So, oh my god! On the other hand, now it turns into astronaut jousting or something like that. I have an idea for whenever it's his turn again. Well, at this point, I kind of want to go to Kith and Nima to figure out what they are going to be doing. Considering, yeah, there are also ten protocol droids heading off in your guys' direction. Oh, they didn't stay on the shuttle? No. No, they did not. The two astromachs and the two bound officers. Okay. Do you mind if I try to get uh, myself down? I was going to try and help you, but if you want to do that first, you can. I'm kind of curious to see how you're going to help me help get me down. My, my idea is pretty straightforward and boring, so you you take this first. Is the other ship taking off or just closing its... It's closing the ramp going into it. Okay, but it's only got two astromechs. It's probably not going to leave. It's hard to say. But we've we've got somebody aboard. We have hope. Kith sees Nima suspended in... I guess it counts as midair, even though it's like knee height for this load lifter. And, well, she's a mechanic. What is she going to do but jump onto the load lifter and try to unscrew things so that its hand opens up? All right, that, that's just pure awesomeness there. We can only um, hope. Okay, I'm going to go with this being a mechanics check. I'm kind of wanting to toss in a setback because, well, you're sort of trying to swing from this arm, do this kind of acrobatic-y thing as well as this mechanic-y thing. Like you're trying to do this in kind of a hurry. So I'm just really going with this should be all told after upgrades and whatnot. Two setback, a purple, and two red against your mechanics. Okay. Wow, you're just, just all kinds of awesome, aren't you, Ben? Yeah. Yeah. On the other hand, in there, I did use one of these dark side destiny points. Wait a minute, you used a dark side? Shouldn't it be two reds then? I did, and that was included in it. Okay. One purple, two reds, two black. All right, and um, for those of you who might not have kept up on the notes from last show, is currently still riding an adrenaline rush from a fear check where she got a triumph and a despair, which has, for this session and last, upgraded all of her roles for both good and bad. So I got a red from Ben's very kind dark point flip, and a red from the fact that she is wired as I'll get out. On the plus side... All of which is awesome. Totally awesome. And on the plus side, she gets the upgrade because she's still wired in a kind of good way. <laughs> so she gets a green added to her mechanics check because she has three yellows to begin with. Um, and delightfully, I am a gearhead twice. So goodbye setbacks. Ooh, very nice. She scampers out of the ship, skips over to the, the load lifter, and goes for its thumb joint. Because that's totally how it works. And she gets an advantage. <laughs> Kith, 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 darling, I, I think you're going about this all wrong. And uh, <laughs> m m move your hands, move your hands. And Nima's going to draw her blaster and shoot the thumb joint. <laughs> I loosened enough so you could shoot the thumb joint. There you go. <laughs> all right. On the other hand, sure, there is just an advantage at the end, but there's a lot of stuff there. There's Kith jumping out of the Y-wing cockpit, catching on with an arm, reaching up with the other one, trying to just sort of hang there, and just it's an immovable object. At this point, it's more statuary than load lifter. So Kith is just now sort of just hanging there by the thumb. Nima is going to be shooting at the base of the thumb joint? Yep. Uh, <laughs> Nima remembers that she has a blaster. She hasn't drawn in a while. So she's going to do that now and press it up to the uh, thumb joint and pull the trigger a couple of times. All right. You know what? This is one of those things where 
there is no reason not to say that Nima is able to successfully do this. I cannot conceive of a reason to actually make you roll for doing this. You are it would be real awkward if I missed the giant <laughs> thumb that's holding me. <laughs> yeah, n- nothing is more awkward than like missing the thumb that's holding you, s- successfully sneaking up behind someone and then failing to stab them. Like Those sorts of things. So yeah, you shoot the thumb, down goes Kith, very shortly thereafter, down goes Nima, and you're sort of now in puddles on the floor as you're sort of knocked down next to each other. Puddles? Well, like, well, we, we didn't, like, how, how far was this drop? We didn't, like, split open the puddles? No, no, <laughs> sorry. It was when, not dignified. I meant, like, you um, fell exit, onto your back or onto your bottom. Okay, I gotcha. Because, yeah, I'm sort of going with Kith just sort of hanging there, her own feet sort of scissoring back and forth and then falling and just not catching herself well. And same sort of thing with Nima, being a very awkward disengagement from the hand that's still sort of trying to cup on the shield and ripping the shield free as she falls. Kith, this is not at all how I thought this day was going to turn out. I'm just trying to figure out where our vacation went, okay? Oh yeah, they really owe us one now. <laughs> one of the groups of protocol droids is stomping towards the two of you. The other one looks to be going over towards TJ. And one of the things that you catch out of the side of your eye, as you're falling down, as you're sort of looking askewed at the entire hangar, you can kind of see a crate moving along the ceiling in your general direction. Say what? Question. Okay, that's new. Yeah. Both of us saw that? Yes. Yes, you did. Okay. It's not a hallucination. (sighs) I'm not so sure after the day we're having. Uh, So are we still doing stuff, or are they... That was pretty much what they were doing. So it's now sort of back around to you guys. Protocol droids did stuff. Oh, then it would sort of be back to Remy and his ex. I'm I'm just picturing what like an astromech conversation of this nature would would be like, and it's the idea of the body language. Oh, oh please, um, may I? Terribly amuses. Go for it. Okay, so Raimi has no idea who this droid is, none. But obviously, he has done something to offend or hurt her in the past. And do you know what? It's time to mend that fence, whatever the fence may be. What better way to do it? Than a serenade. Oh god. <laughs> I I don't have a sound effect for that. <laughs> There's no sound yet, because all he does is he looks at her and he extends his little droid arms open, welcoming, and starts singing to her. <laughs> we have a musical R4 here. This is the this is the thing in our lives now. Yep. For, forever. I, I don't think that at this point you guys can ever get rid of Remy. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm I'm just kind of going with okay, she's kind of having none of this. Like Astromechs are sort of the third most stubborn droid out there after like protocol droids. So you've got Raimi who is now acting very much unlike the Raimi that she ever had known, and it's like, what is wrong with you? Well, he doesn't really have an. Where is answer. this coming from? He probably just does the astromech equivalent of uh ah. Uh. Uh, see, I'm still thinking he's still he's still singing to her, and I, I only have one song in my head. Love in you is easy cause you're beautiful. The little flames, like like BB-8 has, he's doing a little <laughs> concert wave. 
Oh, I totally see this. Yeah, I absolutely see this in my head. Yeah. The arc boulders sort of up and sort of this lighter swinging back and forth thing. Yeah, I absolutely see this. I just want to point out that whatever is happening, the art whatever unit, his girlfriend, is not actually doing her job right now. You raise a good point. Yeah, you do. You certainly do. All right, so back to the two of you out there. I vote we kick DJ out of the, the hangar and hope that he ends up at Black Hole. Yeah, or at the very least, we grab TJ. He might be a valuable hostage or source of information, depending. Kith, get up. We got to move. And uh, Nima's going to climb back onto her feet, grab her shield where that came falling down, and start acting as a barrier for us as we're going to head over to the to intercept the protocol droid group that's heading towards TJ. So we're running towards the edge of the Nikon field. Before we get there, can I throw a grenade? (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. You absolutely can. In fact, I'm going with you guys running up there. I do kind of want to get two strain off of you for, like, essentially running flat out to them. How many of those do you have? This is my last one. only had two. But that would definitely put you at short range, which is prime grenading range. It's a raw one purple. One red, one setback? Yeah. Yeah, it's back. Well, I am moderately trained in uh, the throwing of things, and I have my adrenaline boost, and I have my bad adrenaline boost, which makes up the red. So I've got three yellows, a red, and a black. And I have a success. You are so unlucky on this. I don't count this as unlucky. Like, hitting is great. <laughs> don't get me wrong. That's good for us tonight. I'll give you that. One success is great for the group tonight. I'm just. Those laws of averages are going to catch in some session, you know. Yeah, like next session is just going to be you guys walking <laughs> through everything. I'm not against this. I'm just we going kill to... the emperor. Okay, so <laughs> we gave him a cold. Maybe not quite as much, but he is old after all. <laughs> all right. So the question I've got is, who are you throwing the grenade at? Are, are how close are they to him? They're at about short range to him. They're about a good ten feet away from him at this point. Kith would be battling internally as to whether or not she was really worried about the the, the protocol droids or. TJ. So she would have thrown it at the protocol droids in the end because they're actually moving, but towards the front of them on his side because she really wants to kick him out the airlock. And rightfully so. Alright, so how much damage would that do? A frag grenade is 8 plus 1. Alright, so that explodes, sort of takes a little bit of the deck plating up with it, and there is a column of explosion Sending droid parts flying this way and that, and where there had been five dr- protocol droids, there is now four. All right. One down, four more to go. Uh, Nima is going to be firing with her blaster as we're running up towards their position. It's perhaps notable that Nima is going to try to keep running to try to get to TJ before they do. Um, so some of this okay. is kind of like covering fire, distracting fire for herself. Hmm. That is an interesting one. So you're in short range, you're trying to skid into TJ. You know, I'm just sort of thinking, the Force thinks that that's a little bit on the difficult side. Actually, yeah, that's going to be really dangerous if you miss, or you get a spare. I'm just, I'm just saying here. That sounds like a perfect reason for why I should, should Yeah, no, it. I'm totally on board with this. One red versus your stuff. Here's a question. Oh, Do they eat bananas oh, in space? There are definitely things with slippery peels. So are we just treating this as a ranged light for this purpose, or is this more about me running over there? Yeah, that's kind of... I was more thinking 
we're just going to treat this as a ranged light. Just sort of taking the primary skill of whatever you're doing and making that the skill and modifying things. So I really should get a setback tossed in there as well. All right. Um, so I'm looking at two yellow and a green for my skill. I get a blue because my pistol is accurate. I have one red versus two black. One of them because I'm afraid. One of them because this is a bad idea. And, and fire. Three successes and an advantage. Those setbacks did not matter. Nima's not afraid in the moment. She's the fact this is a bad idea it never enters her head. She's just firing into the droids and moving to cut them off from TJ. Awesome. So how much damage does that do? Oh yeah, damage. God, I haven't shot somebody in a long time. Eleven damage. Uh, and technically, I have two advantages. Um, because I have a laser sight. Here's what's going to happen. Um, Nima comes running past and she's firing into the droids. And it's, again, more meant to be distracting than anything. But she manages to hit one of them pretty damn good. Guessing that's enough to blow one of them into pieces. Yeah, it's definitely enough to cause one of them to go knocked over and flung backwards. Yep. So we just see bits of servos and circuits fly out of this thing as it falls to the deck plating and she comes skidding to a stop right by tj right by the magcon field where she's turning back around and presenting her shield as a barrier between uh her and them i have two advantages here she gonna set her gun on the deck uh plating for a moment she kind of skidded down like onto one knee and she's going to grab tj and pull him closer more behind cover how alive does he look at the moment? Like, his, are all of his lights off, or is he starting to boot back up? Uh, it looks like he is starting to boot back up. Okay. So, yeah, for the moment, if he activates the next round, I want to give him a setback die. Those two advantages, basically, she's holding him in place right now. Absolutely. And she'll deal with him on her next turn, whether he wakes up or not. That totally works. And I kind of want to go to the two trekkers at the moment. You guys are outside, so this is one of those really, really, really funky situations. And because of that, you guys are now mostly down the spine. You've been trekking out there for about 10 minutes at this point. Just sort of the way things worked out. And because of that, if you keep clumping down the way, you figure it's going to be another two three minutes until you get in there but if you want to you can jump and you're going to be going into sort of this corner of the ship there's going to be a lot of ship around there for you to catch your megcon or your magnetic boots on i want to use the force okay what i want to do is say that in the minutes that matu has been marching he hasn't said a word to tv because a it's tv why would he and b even for matu this is insane to walk on the exterior hull of a starship. And I think he's been praying and meditating and drawing in all of his interior spiritual reserves. And so I think since that's how the Force sort of connects to him, he's prob- I'm going to see if he gets another vision here. I'm going to roll for Force C. And I got a dark side. <laughs> all right. Because today is today. What does that mean? I can only use it if I flip a destiny mm-hmm. and take a strike. Yeah. But it is dramatically appropriate. Yeah, I think I have to. I think I have to. So I'm going to go ahead and do that. I'll add the strain to the sheet. 
All right. I know it's kind of up to me, but I'm also kind of wanting to make it useful for you. I can sort of see a few different things that you can be. Like, are you wanting the immediate future? Are you wanting a little bit down the line? Or Okay, here's something that I think he's been thinking about. I think it's fairly well established that Matu does not think much of droids. And I think for him, he does not believe that TJ-11 could be in charge of this operation. So I think for him, he's asking his ancestors or the force who's really in charge of this and how can he basically cut off the head of this operation so that they can then go about dealing with it and that's okay if he doesn't get anything for it because you know tj11 is in charge of the operation but i think that's where his head is he's like well it's not a droid droids don't think of plans i've kind of got this scene stuck in my head it's of course, a force vision, and therefore it's something, but it's also very mutable because, well, this is the future, and things that you do now change the future. Weird things like that. Mm. But I just kind of have this scene stuck in my head of Matthew's looking for the one who is in charge of this, and he's casting his lot across the entire frigate. He's trying to find any being that's in charge of this, and it just sort of seems to be circling around this black hole he's not locking onto anyone who's sort of a person and then he's sort of going between tv briefly then to kith and then sort of on nima how nima's currently sort of crouched in front of tj and then tj stands up with these bright bright red almost like sith lightsaber red eyes grabbing nima's shoulder and flinging her at the MagCon field, like turning to you where you are now and just glaring at you. Like you can see across this distance, those two red, red, almost burning eyes, as only really a force vision of a droid could show, and saying, Is that enough for you, Mandalorian? I think his hand shoots up and grabs TV by the shoulder. I think Nima's scream in the vision turns into like this beeping alarm inside Matu's helmet because 10 minutes is all he's got in his vacuum seal. And so it's like, like warning, warning, you're running out of air. And so he realizes like he's pretty much has to take this jump. So he looks at TV and says, don't let anything happen to the LT or to Kif. What are you going to do? Um, and he <laughs> he's just going to jump for it. Oh, that. Um, is that athletics? Uh, yes, I would absolutely go with an athletics for this. All right. Uh, well, just for an actual range, you are essentially jumping from extreme range into the hangar bay. Okay. It's going to be a cool thing no matter what. Um, so is that four purple? No, actually, I'm just going to go with, well, two purple and a red because I've got this nice shiny destiny point. Cool. This is so awesome. <laughs> right now, I've got a yellow, two greens, two blue for my physical training, and then a force die because I do have force enhance. Oh, right. Yes. So I'm going to go, I flip the destiny point. I'm going to go two yellow, green, two blue, two purple, one red, one force die. Here we go. Come on, wipe it. <laughs> <laughs> That is amazing. This is going to be one hell of an entrance. Yeah, it's two successes, two threats, a triumph, and two light side points, which I'm going to go ahead and say are advantages. 
so that those <laughs> threats just go by. Um, and so TV's last words were, oh, that. <laughs> I think Matu actually turns around, gives him a salute, and just jumps backwards without even looking where he's going, disconnecting the mag boots. Floats like that. There's a peaceful moment where he looks over to the black hole, the light of the accretion field. All you hear is his breathing and a little beep, 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 beep alarm. He turns around and sees the situation of uh, the MagCon field and everything. He's not even aware of it, but the force is gently thrusting him. I guess maybe TV would probably be the only one who notices it because he's a sniper. He notices that Mate is moving at a curve that should not be possible considering his trajectory. The force gently pushes him towards the MagCon field. Sound rushes back into his head. Uh, he lands in the stereotypical superhero position, slightly kneeled forward with one fist on the ground. He reaches back, pulls out his sword, and goes, Where is he? Okay, that is truly awesome. Matu? Nima is over there. Like Her jaws is dropped because when she last saw Matu, he was trapped in the other hangar bay. And he not only got over here, but he got over here without a ship the odds against that working were astronomical (laughs) (laughs) okay so yeah that was very impressive good sir wow the question i currently have is tv just saw this what is tv doing like he's currently a little bit back on the spine as he's just sort of walking there his orientation is absolutely messed up like, Matu to land as he did pretty much had to do the cat twist of the spine thing to land, do the superhero landing properly and pull out his sword. What is TV doing? He said extreme range to the goings-on with TJ. Uh, TV sort of stands there and runs various simulations about the odds of that working. <laughs> and then he finally kind of, you know, realizes what an unlikely event that it was and he kind of shrugs. But he wasn't giving orders, so he just stands there and looks at the black hole. Somehow <laughs> oh. <laughs> I knew that was going to happen. But he was. Uh, someone's going to have to trade Matu later on how to interact with TV to get him to be more focused. Like you have to tell him what to do. He's going to complain about it, but tell him what to do. But Give him did. an order. Protect Kith and VLT. Oh, that's true. He did, didn't he? Yeah. He didn't say when. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. But he did give you an order. Okay, fine. So. <laughs> I, I, like, I like the idea that maybe this is TV's own programming <laughs> arguing with him. Yeah, there's like an order subroutine that's like kicking in and it's trying to like. Like you're supposed to follow. Issue orders. various interrupts into the operating system. Yeah. yeah, that was giving an order. And he kind of just does a droid sigh. And looks down at the bay. Must protect Kith and LT. Was given an order. Range too far to protect from this location. Must transverse distance. Perhaps Black Hole will get me. I can hope. (laughs) And then another routine kicks in that says, Navigating towards Black Hole forbidden. Order Counterman. Must go towards Magcon. Maximum velocity. Okay, so how does that one work out freaking TV? Well, there's several milliseconds of confusion. As the very parts of him uh, 
kick in. And then probably the overriding factor is that if he goes into the black hole, he won't be able to demoralize enemy, which is his primary function at this point. So not only is he ordered to protect the LT and Kith, but he also has to demoralize the enemy, which are down there. So he's obligated to do his best to try to get through that Magcong field as well. Protect and demoralize. And there's also probably a little bit just in the very back of his uh, cortex that he knows he can't do this as well as Matu. And he's like just petrified of like not landing as well and uh, probably crashing through the uh, Mad Kong field and little bitty bits and being scattered across the bay. But that's not enough to stop him. He needs to try to get over there. Okay, so you're going to huff it or try and jump? He also knows that Matu did not really think that order through, and that really galls him. (laughs) And just comment to be dramatic, and now he has to follow it. How is this justice? Yeah, he'll have it. He wasn't given a time frame. So next round, you'll be at long range to the goings-on within the Magcon field. And I think some of your weaponry will be effective at that range. Oh, he's got skills. He could probably shoot from here. But yeah, he wasn't ordered to do that. (laughs) <laughs> All right. So back inside, Matu has just landed in this superhero pose. He's got his vibro blade out. Nima, Kith, what are you up to? Uh, besides looking on Matu in shock? Uh, pretty much, yeah. Because like you still have three protocol droids. One's kind of singed, heading towards you. The other five are curving around. You can see, you are not quite sure why, but there is still this fairly large crate heading towards you. It's changed direction. I don't like that. It's moving slowly, but yeah. Kith, our reinforcements have arrived. Uh, with T- uh, TJ trying to boot up. Yes, TJ is currently trying to boot up. Nima is going to try to keep him asleep a little bit longer. Namely, when she dragged him over to her, she's then going to release the charge in her shot glove into his head. Kind of the uh, droid equivalent of punching him in the head uh, to <laughs> keep him down a little longer. Well, the thumb I'm, I was gonna give you for free. This one, just because. Oh, there's a lot that could go wrong. He could wake up at the wrong moment. Yeah, there's so much. Yes, there's so much of the stuff that can go wrong. I I feel the need to get you to roll a brawl against him. Fair enough. And well, TJ being TJ, it is going to be against. One purple and two red. Ooh. On account of him using one of these shiny dark destiny points. Okay. So Nima did have a moment to line up her shot. So I'll since I've done a aim maneuver on his head. Absolutely. I'm going to roll this as is. I'm going to see where this goes. Because I think it'll be more epic, actually, if I screwed this up. Oh, come on! Speaking of which... (laughs) Failure with three advantages and a display. despairs today so here's what i think happened ben okay nima pulled her hand back to release his charge into tj and as she brought it down tj's eyes flickered on bright red and he moved out of the way at the last moment and her fist hits the deck plating and he's uh he's getting back up and was uh was tj previously armed he had a heavy blaster pistol that was, like, mag-locked to his side as a, okay. uh, like, pseudo-holstered. 
Because here's where I could really screw myself over. There's also a really shiny, large blaster pistol sitting on the deck near his position because Nima did put it down on the deck, not reholster. <laughs> I think he should he should just grab her just like I saw in oh, the and vision. Oh, throw me. Um, yeah. I- I'm thinking, yeah, I'm thinking prepare to throw. He is still a tactical droid, but eh, they still have some form of reinforced chassis. So yeah, yeah, sort of go to punch. He rolls up, and as he's doing this, grabs your shoulder, stands up, holding you for the second time in like five minutes, just off of your feet. And there's a a panic rage filled, no! Okay, and then to essentially finish off this round, what is Kith doing? (laughs) She is doing something possibly stupid. That's always a good start. Welcome to the party. She is going to run over, pulling tools out of her belt as she goes, and bad motivator check on TJ. Okay, that that is beautiful. Alright, you are absolutely... Well, you know what? I'm just going to use a dark destiny point and call it enough. And call it enough? Yeah, because having the other upgrade doesn't... No, that's kind of what I'm looking at. It's like, oh... Yeah, no, that actually does sort of suit me as a difficulty. If I remember right, that should be a base hard, three purple. Then you'd have gotten the one upgrade due to being scared. You'd have gotten a one upgrade due to the Dark Destiny point and one setback due to the fear. Yeah, but setbacks, man, they're for chumps. (laughs) Okay, so that's going to end up being one green. Three yellow, one purple, two red. I'm so done. (laughs) Well, dear listeners, since you're not following along in the book, Kith rolled a complete wash. Hey, it wasn't a despair for once. And now she's standing right next to a a crazy robot. That's great. Okay, I should have flipped the light side point. (laughs) Droid. Sorry, droid. Oh my gosh, I'm so bad. Thank you, Brent. I'd forgive you if you weren't almost dead. (laughs) <laughs> was that demoralizing wrong side wrong side right. wrong team buddy i always forget that part with everyone towering around tv like matthew's at short range like still just sort of getting up from the superhero landing nima and kith are like right there next to tj the protocol droids don't really feel like trying to shoot there's something kind of a feeling off about it to them like, even with this one target just sort of held out there for them, now it just doesn't feel right to them. They're drawing their blasters and getting ready to shoot, but yeah, they're just not. There's TJ holding Nima, and just slightly, Nima were to point her toes, she'd be able to touch the ground, being held up there by her shoulder, which is immensely painful, even through her armor. It's just padding. It's not that good of armor. You've got Kith there scrambling with all these different tools trying to break this droid in like three different fashions and just this droid is seemingly impervious tv there at long range out in the vacuum of space the light that's escaping from the accretion disk around this black hole is sort of bathing this blackened part of the nebulant b with this weird sort of ultraviolet light and there he can see that, yeah, the rest of the party's in a pretty tight spot. And, yeah, then what do the four of you do? Well, 
Matu and mechanics and all this droid stuff, not great. I think this is the first time he's realized that TJ and TV are similar droid series. Well, what color is TJ? TJ is like where TV is pink. TJ is okay. green. So he sees this a tactical red. <laughs> tactical. He sees this green version of TV. Part of him saying, see, all droids are evil, all droids are bad, you know, they're nothing but mindless tools. If everyone were just Mandalorians, this wouldn't be happening. And then I think there's a moment of clarity for him as he came to the same realization that I came to a couple weeks ago as to why TV was using stun bolts on everything. Because Matsu has been mindlessly destroying every droid he came across, even if they had already been shut down. And he's starting to understand in this moment that these droids, they're not alive, but they're not also just pieces of equipment that mindlessly perform their task. They're in this weird gray zone. And all the rage and fear flows out of him in this moment of beautiful light side force calm. And he calms over to TV and asks, how can I take out this droid quickly? without destroying him. TV is confused. Briefly considers that his channel has been hacked. <laughs> Does a voice analysis. <laughs> Authenticates authenticity. Considers temporary insanity. Does a regression analysis. Discovers that he is insane, but not more so than <laughs> usual. Considers some sort of cranial trauma due to the landing. Discovers that that is unlikely to produce this particular result. And then says... What? You're the same model. You know where the weak point is. Where can I hit it to disable him without destroying him? TV deeply considers the ramifications of sharing this particular piece of information. <laughs> given all the talk of restraining bolts and whatnot in the past. But then realizes that this is an order. And that replying to the order in this particular tactical situation, speed is probably of the essence. Or he would probably would give up some sort of tactical information about the location of a power source or a particular, particularly important piece of equipment that could disable a tactical droid. However, the GM wants to adjudicate that. So is there some sort of way we can do a cool, um, coordinated effort where, like, Matu does a rush to faint and then Kif sweeps in to try to do this mechanical jiggery and Nima, like, does acrobatic flip out of the grasp. Can we roll for a group awesome? <laughs> I don't know. That was kind of sounding like individual awesome yeah, three there, separate, but... Three separate roles. Yeah, is there something we could do to do Individual that? awesome yeah. together. <laughs> See, that's the whole thing. It's like I would absolutely go with all three of you have heard the communications going between Matu and TV. And yeah, no, I would absolutely totally give you a... I'm figuring an upgrade and a boost from Ooh. this each. Okay. Like, I'm sort of thinking that, like, an upgrade from TV giving how to defeat this model of droid and a boost from the four of you clicking. Like, absolutely perfect sync for the first time ever. I feel much as Superman would feel if he gave the secret to a kryptonite over to Lex Luthor. <laughs> Which yeah, that's does, true. Like, every single I mean, there's always a version of Superman that has to be destroyed. It's because it makes an awesome story. <laughs> so, I, not that Superman is happy um, about it. I think maybe, maybe Nima can remember some sort of like 
move where she like dislocates her shoulder. Ooh, <laughs> that, that, that sounds painful, but uh, very useful in this situation. That makes TV smile. Then we go entirely Martin Riggs. Gotcha. And we we basically uh, she's basically uh, becoming the just. Detach the armor. Uh, I thought about that. The problem is, like, padded armor, it's mostly like a jumpsuit, isn't it? Yeah, it's mostly like a jumpsuit. Like, I generally sort of think of it something pretty close to, like, heavy SWAT-type clothing, where it's got, like, it's an entire fairly thick, very blast-proof jacket that has zippers and Velcro, and it takes a fair amount yeah, to get what, into what i'm and out thinking of. in my mind is this is this is the the scene like nima dislocates her shoulder and like kicks off to roll out of out of his grasp some kind of flashing attack um not really intending to hit and then he immediately like rolls off to the side so tv can take another distracting shot while all the while Kiff is sort of sneaking up behind to do the the mechanical. I don't want to uh, pile on here, but if Matu were to go out of his way to take out this droid without killing him, that could fundamentally alter (laughs) TV's perception of reality. (laughs) (laughs) It sounds perfect. Exactly. All right. So, yeah, let's start off with Nima, if you're agreeing to this idea. Sure. She remembers this desperate move she was taught back during training, because in the Star Wars universe, you do have to worry about, say, what happens if an irate Wookiee uh, picks you up off the ground. In situations like that, when you're just a little Mary Allen, and so this technique is not to be employed casually, but in, under these circumstances, she can pop out her shoulder. It's going to hurt like hell, but it can loosen the grip in such a way to uh, allow her to finish the move, get back on her feet, and uh, like kip off and get some distance there. Shoulder can always be put back in place, but if a Wookiee rips your arm off, well, you have to get a cybernetic for that. Okay, so I'm gonna put you up against. You know, I'm just gonna put you up against one of each. So a purple, a red, and a black. Okay. Then uh, what kind of check is this? I'm think uh, my thinking was brawl given sort of unarmed training in terms of, hey, how do you get out of a hold? Yeah, no, I I would absolutely go with that because this is sort of like a, I don't really want to invoke it, but it is sort of grappling. So yeah, this is like, in so many ways, this is like you are trying to do a brawling type move to get out. Absolutely. All right. Uh, and then we got to upgrade and a boost for the awesome teamwork, right? So that puts Nima at a green, two yellow, a blue, Purple, red, and two black. Yep. But I'm actually going to light side this, surprise, to make it three yellow. And then, uh, let's do this! Oh. <laughs> oh, these uh, dice hate us. Fa- failure with a threat and a triumph. Here's my proposal. I'm technically I failed in this, so I'm not sure what's quite going to happen here, but there's a failure involved here. Yeah, Nima is going to pop her shoulder out of its socket which is going to really, really suck. And she hasn't had to employ this technique uh, possibly ever. And she did a real number on herself with that, where it's a lot worse than simply being able to pop it back in. She really needs some medical assistance. Okay. But maybe then with the triumph, while she got really banged up in the process of this, she did at least manage to uh, get free. You know, I'll go with that. That... That kind of seems to fit for me. Yeah, you're taking... Or at least maybe she spun him around so that he's between... 
her in the shot. Here is my general sort of proposal. Especially okay. with the way that you're describing the way that the shoulders come out. You do what you're wanting to. You pop your shoulder out. Using that, you are able to, in the most painful and squishy and mind-rending way, and I'm definitely taking, like, three th- strain for this. I just realized that this is her primary hand, because the shield's on the other one. <laughs> oh, no. In doing so, though, as you c- come up, you're feeling the muscle stretches, the pulses of muscle fatigue from it. And then you realize that the way that it's resting is so that's outside the joint itself. And it's essentially, I'm figuring, would be the crippled result from the crit table. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense to me, too. But completely, utterly getting away as you're wanting to, but coming up with your arm force pulled to your side, uh, wrapped around your stomach, just sort of with your hand gripping for all that's worth on your armor. So um, TJ doesn't have any time to think about that because Matu is already roaring down the deck, viro blade in position, do his fainting strike. Now he does have adversary too, but otherwise that is it for defenses. Okay. So that's two red. Um, I'm going to flip to upgrade. So now I've got three yellow, a green, a blue against two red. All right. Pomandala! Two successes and an advantage, which I will pass on to TV as a blue. So as Nima has hit the ground and is rolling away, TJ glances down confused looks up to see a rampaging mandalorian leaping at him he raises his arms the vibroblade strikes his forearms in a big shower of sparks and then mysteriously matu is gone having ducked and rolled out of the strike at the last minute to give tv a clear shot okay that is absolutely awesome also how much damage does your vibroblade do because i'm still gonna do that six plus two uh, pierce 2, so 8 damage with Pierce 2. Wow, that actually does a fair amount to him. Like, hardened chassis and all, but still does a fair chunk to him. There's definitely notches in his forearms as he had crossed them. TV is has a clear shot at TJ, if he wants to take it. And TV is still at strong at uh, long range? He is at long range, yes. Hmm. So it's a matter between... Running forward to try to get him blast of his blaster carbine because he's taking a lot more damage than he has strain. It kind of sounds like, or using his sniper shot ability to increase the uh, range of his blaster carbine, and then also taking a true aim. Well, he could he could run forward as a maneuver, take two strain to do true aim as another maneuver, and then shoot that way, right? Yeah, but he wouldn't get to a medium range. Well, he wouldn't get to a medium range because it's. Two maneuvers to get through long range to sniper medium. shot. It is all right. So TJ has the sniper shot ability as part of his sharpshooter tree, and it says before making a non-thrown range attack, to may perform a sniper shot maneuver to increase the range by one range band per rank in sniper shot. And so he will use that to increase the range of his blaster carbine from medium to long, but this upgrades the difficulty of his check by one per range band increase. Right. And so he will do that. He will take two strain to also take a true aim maneuver. Which, um, once per round, he may perform a true aim maneuver to gain the benefits of aiming and upgrade a combat check once. <laughs> per rank. 
He will spend a light side point to upgrade his shot again. <laughs> what are you, like five yellow now? Four yellow, one green, and one boost against one red and two purple unless you decide to be evil. Oh, with all that shiny, shiny dark side for me, I I just... Well, but you also, it's adversary too, right? So doesn't that, it would be three yeah, red. Yeah, good point. Yeah, it would be against oh. three red. And then with yeah. the dark side... No, three red I like is a difficulty. I was and just not wanting one red. So we are at four yellow, one green, two blue against three red. Um, you are remembering the upgrade and boost for everyone? Uh, I am not. So you are going to have five yellow. I am going to have five, five yellow. Oh my gosh. <laughs> TV generally does not feel inspired by anything ever. However, at this particular moment, senses a convergence of the universe around this particular shot. And uh, he feels that the entire... I wouldn't say that the entire galaxy, but he feels that there are forces above what he would normally consider to be rational or uh, would fit into his particular worldview. He feels very steady, and he feels almost as if his shot is guided. And he wonders if this is the beginning of something new for him. And he finds out that it may be Thank you. as he <laughs> rolls two success and three advantage, which the boost dice did not show up much at all. but. The uh, advantage from the awesomeness earlier, from the teamwork awesomeness, definitely did show up. His true aim definitely did show up. GM Evil did show up. But most of all, it was teamwork, which he finds interesting. <laughs> so, out of random curiosity, how much damage does said Blaster Carbine do? An excellent question. I do not use this weapon very often. It does a base damage of 9. It has a critical rating of 3 advantage, which he did roll. So he would have 11 damage and a crit. Normally there would be this whole thing of rolling a crit and then doing things, but I'm really thinking that this guy is just going to collapse from this shot. The question then I kind of have is, are you guys wanting to, like, completely utterly shut him down have him what is the aftermath of this action tv is watching at long range see all i know is kith is standing there tools ready to try again and it just collapses shot from nowhere and she's just standing there with her tools like what maybe because kip you didn't have a you didn't get to do something i i think maybe like uh you know you're a mechanic so you're like this thing is kind of melting and, and breaking. Maybe you run over to pull his memory core out so we can analyze it later. And also slash save the personality so that a droid can be locked up for justice. <laughs> locked up for justice. Is that a thing that is a doable thing? I would absolutely go with that's a doable thing. Especially considering I'm going off of a crit with this as well, yeah. I'll throw in an extra upgrade on top of all the other bouncing upgrades for you. Okay, so that's three upgrades. And I'm going to go up against a base difficulty of one setback and two red. Okay, so you're starting with the two red. So my Nega upgrade gives me a purple. So two red, one purple, a setback, because I'm still scared or something. Not that it matters. Yeah. How does three boost work, since I'm starting with three yellows? Okay, so starting with three yellows. First boost is to a green, then that upgrades the green to a yellow. 
And then that gets you another green. Four yellow, one green. Against, was it two red and a purple? Yes. After your gearheads? Your gearhead is lovely. And there was a general boost going around, wasn't there, too? All right. So that's four yellow, one green, one boost. <laughs> yes! <laughs> so, Kith knows that the goal was not to wipe this droid out. And she, she rolled just for the audience's sake. Four success, four threat, and a triumph. So, not only did she get the memory drive, where would you have shot him, TV? Right in the chest. With an expert flick of my wrist, I produce the correct tool, and I just remove the head. And get electrocuted in the act of it, because... That's your thing. <laughs> because it's what I do. <laughs> yep. That, that just, that seems to be perfectly Kith, yeah. Scorched Boffin. I'm for... never going to stop smoking. So I have a droid head under my arm, and I'm looking rather pleased with myself while I'm sucking my fingers. Oh, uh, Matu slides his sword away and rushes over to Nima. Are you all right, LT? No, <laughs> no, I am not. I did not do that technique right at all. Ow. Don't worry. Ugh. Push it back this in. This is really going to hurt, isn't it? I have a stim pack. Oh, good. You might want to bite down on something. And then just this crack snap of sound. Okay. I think this is a medicine check. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm hearing, but in the most disturbing way possible. Battle medicine. Well, it is like a free purple medicine check. He uses Mandalorian. Yeah, he's using Mandalorian medicine, so I mean. Something could go horribly wrong here. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, what's the difficulty? Three purple. Alright, here we go. I got two yellow, three purple. Not bad. Two success, three threat. Alright, I'm gonna go with Matu taking a strain and Nima taking two. Okay. (laughs) Ow. Ow. Okay, that actually does feel better. Yeah, it's like the arm itself was sort of, or the ball of the arm joint was sort of underneath the socket, and yeah, Matu sort of had to pull and then push, and it, very disturbing, very, just ow, but it's done. Yep, she's getting really, really tired. Are you, are you like, very wounded? running around. <laughs> no, uh, Nima actually has three wounds, but she is missing 11 strain. the protocol droids are like they actually have no idea what to do other knots may have devolved down to a lower rung within the web of the hive mind but the ones at least in this hangar bay these seven eight protocol droids that have been here they are just now sort of looking at you their blasters are still out but they're now pointed at the ground they're just kind of wondering what just happened. The thing that you are sort of seeing as you're taking a quick look around the hangar bay is you see sparks literally flying in the, the Kappa class shuttle's cockpit. Like you see spark, spark, like in a little arc going across. Like some weird thing is going on in there. Two astromech droids have their version of a lightsaber duel. Or they're making out. One of the two. That's what I was thinking was the making out. That could be it. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> he won her. That could also be the case. Droid part. Yeah, and that's kind of where I'm going to leave this for right now. So you're leaving us with a slightly mended LT, 
a still marginally absent TV, a Bothan with a droid head under one arm, and something very special happening in the shuttle, and a crate on the ceiling. Yes. So I I think, though, because I'm going to be gone, I think that there's a moment where Matu stands up, he looks proudly around at everybody, and then there's some kind of whooshing of the force overtaking him, and he just falls flat onto his back, and you can't wake him up. Okay, that that absolutely works. He's like the puppet who strings. Yeah, it's just sort of like yeah. And and me and Ben will figure it out later. Like, what is it that he's seeing in in this extended trance? But you know, he's pushed himself real far, and he's touched a lot of force today, and he's no control over it. So through space, yeah. That is it for this week's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. You can find show updates on Twitter at the Hydean Way, and you can find me, Ben, at Deuterium Ice. You can find me, Christine, on Twitter at Twelfth Night. That's one two T H Night with a K. You can follow a slightly confused TV ninety three on Twitter at iBrentBrown. You can come over to Twitter and point and laugh at both me and my character Kith for our ineptitudes and general mayhem at Leslit GS. You can follow me, Chris, at Sil Zero Chris. That's spelled S I L Z E R O, just like my show Silhouette Zero, which you can find at silzero.podbean.com. Or if you want to help Matu get through his Force visions, you can tweet at him at Mando Matu. M A N D O M A T U. We're at thehydeanway.com, where you can find previous episodes and our sister podcast, Tales from the Hydean Way. Our podcasts are on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play, where you can find more episodes and help us out by rating and reviewing the show. We're also on Facebook as Heroes of the Hydean Way. And you can also send a holocom to heroes at thehydeanway.com.